Good morning. Welcome to worship today as we celebrate the transfiguration of our Lord. I'm so glad that you could join us. I want to remind you that this Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, and we will have a recorded message for that service. And also, there will be in-person worship that evening at 630 at Our Saviors. The following Wednesdays during Lent, the services will, there will be a recorded message each Wednesday, and that will be only recorded. There will be no in-person Lent worship during those Wednesdays in Lent. So I hope you'll be able to listen to those services uh, and also the Sunday ones. But let's begin today with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, the resplendent light of your truth shines from the mountaintop into our hearts. Transfigure us by your beloved Son and illumine the world with your image. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, Jesus has had a busy ministry since our reading from last week, where we found Jesus in the house of Simon, curing Simon's mother-in-law. Since then, he has been going throughout the countryside, curing the sick, feeding the hungry, and teaching. He has given hope to many people, and his disciples remain loyal followers, amazed at all he can do for everyone they encounter. Just before today's reading took place, Jesus had told his disciples of his impending arrest, suffering, death, and resurrection. The disciples did not know how to grasp such terrible news. They could not imagine a life without Jesus. Peter was so bold as to take Jesus aside and scold him for saying such awful things. Well, Jesus got mad at Peter and called him Satan. He told Peter that he was only thinking of himself and not seeing what God had in mind for all people. Yet even after their harsh words to each other, Jesus took Peter, along with James and John, up the mountain to witness an encounter with God. Maybe Jesus was hoping that this mountaintop experience would help Peter see that what was going to happen was a necessary outcome of Jesus' time on earth. Peter, James, and John had no idea what was about to take place. It was not unusual for them to listen to what Jesus was asking them to do and do it without questions. They knew that whatever they were asked to do was important. Imagine them hiking up this high mountain. Imagine the clouds surrounding their ascent. 
the coolness of the air, the mystery of not knowing what they were about to encounter. When they arrived at their destination, Peter, James, and John watched as Jesus walked a short distance from them, stood perfectly still, and raised his head toward the sky, which was blotted out by clouds and mist. Suddenly a light shone down on Jesus, a light brighter than they had ever seen before. It was so bright that Jesus' clothes and skin shone a, a tone of white that no one had ever seen. But Jesus was not alone. There were Elijah and Moses speaking to him. Peter stood there shielding his eyes from the brightness, but unable to look totally away. He glanced over at James and John. They had covered their faces and were visibly shaking. Peter did not want this moment to end and called to Jesus. He offered to build a place for them to live right here on the mountain, a sacred place where all could see the glory of this moment. Well, he barely got his words out when a dark cloud obliterated the brightness and God spoke. James and John, who by now had fallen to their knees in fear, felt the darkness envelop them, and they peered cautiously at Peter, who was standing there with his mouth open. Where Jesus was standing was no longer a bright white, and Jesus was alone. Elijah and Moses were gone. James and John got to their feet. Peter tried to come to terms with what he thought he had just seen, but now he was not sure what had just happened. Jesus quietly walked over to them and gestured for them to follow him. They made their way down the mountain, unable to put into words their experience. But before they reached the bottom, Jesus told them to not talk about what they had seen up on the mountain. He assured them that once he rose from the dead, all that had happened would make much more sense. But for now, there was more to be, there was more to be done. People were waiting for them, and the healing, feeding, and teaching must continue. That day was secretly locked inside the minds of Peter, James, and John, at least for now. I'm sure we have all heard of someone ref refer to something that happened to them as a mountaintop experience. Maybe some of you have had a mountaintop experience. It is a time in our life when something happens that may help make something we are struggling with clearer. It may help us find a solution to a problem. It may help clear up doubts we have had about an experience or a person. Or it could be more like what Peter, James, and John had happened to them. An important event that, at least for the time being, raises more questions than answers. Mountaintop experiences may not be as dazzling as the one in Mark's Gospel, but that doesn't make them any less important. A lot of our mountaintop experiences are ones we want to hold on to, we want them to last. That's how Peter felt that day. 
He wanted to make a place for everyone to stay so that they could all be together for a long time. Yet we know that these experiences are not forever. They happen quickly and then fade away. They are not meant for the long term. Jesus knew it was impractical for them to all stay on the mountaintop. There was ministry to do and people were waiting for them. Jesus could not fulfill his promise to God on the mountaintop. He needed to be among the people. He needed to continue his journey to the cross. Mountaintop experiences happen for a reason. They aren't meant to end our journey, but they are there to show us how to continue to do what God is calling us to do. Jesus told his disciples that day that there was much work that still needed to be done, and it was up to them to stop thinking about what would be best for them, which they thought would be staying up on the mountaintop. Instead, the ministry they had to do was all about what was best for everyone. We can learn the same lessons from our mountaintop experiences. They are not about helping us be all that we can be as much as they are about helping us find ways to use our gifts to help others be all that they can be. That is what it means to be a Christian, to selfishly give to help others. Jesus is our example. If he had stayed on the mountaintop, he could have avoided his painful death. Instead, he came down and followed what God was calling him to do. He sacrificed his life to save us. There will be sacrifice we will all be asked to make in our lives. It is in these sacrifices that we too become servants to others. May you all continue to have mountaintop experiences, not so you can hold on to them, but so that you can learn from them and then go out and continue your journey with Jesus. In following Jesus, we are like the disciples. We learn how to care for others, just like Jesus cares for us. Amen.
Using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our holy faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Guided by Christ made known to the nations, let us offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all people in need. For the gospel proclaimed in word and deed, for communities of faith far and near, and for all who show the face of Christ throughout the world, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For creation, sun, moon, and stars, life forming in dark earth and ocean deep, creatures seen and unseen, and for the Holy Spirit's guidance in our stewardship of God's creation, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For those responsible for safety and protection, for emergency responders and security guards, civil servants and government leaders, that they serve with mercy and justice. And for all those in military service and their families, May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For all who suffer this day, that Christ, our healer, transform sickness into health, loneliness into companionship, bereavement into consolation, and suffering into peace. We pray especially for those affected by COVID, those listed in our bulletin, those we carry in our hearts, and those we name aloud. Zach, Maggie, Meyer. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For companions on life's journey in this worshiping community, for loved ones who can't be with us this day, and for guidance as we strive to do your will, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. In thanksgiving for the faithful departed who now rest from their earthly pilgrimage, that their lives of service and prayer inspire us in our living. 
Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. Merciful God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken or silent, for the sake of the one who dwells among us, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.